My name is Sarah, and I'm Anxious AF. Welcome back to the podcast. This is the final episode of what I'm calling the second season of Anxious AF. To wrap it all up, I wrote a story of everything I've learned in life. I figured it all out. Anxiety gone. Thanks for listening. Just kidding, but what a dream, right? This story is actually about what I learned this year and what I've learned over the course of doing this podcast. I think I've realized that I've been looking at love and relationships in the completely wrong way. I'm nowhere near fully understanding it, but hey, just identifying the issues is half the battle. Here's the story, and I hope you enjoy it. My parents met at a dance at a local synagogue in the 1970s. I don't know much about that first encounter, but I do know the infamous story of their first date. As legend goes, my father walked to the front door of my mother's house and rang the doorbell. But as soon as my mother opened the door, my father looked at her and said, Ooh, I thought you were chunky. And I guess the rest is history. I was never told the exact tone of that line. I'm guessing it was something like, Oh, wow. You're not fat. What a relief. When my mother retells the tale, she says it like, Ooh, I thought you were chunky. Which, to me, makes it sound like he was mad that she wasn't. Either way, my dad was body shaming, and somehow this made my mother think he was husband material. When I asked her why she married him, she just shrugged her shoulders and said, Well, we're both Jewish, and changed the subject. I've never known what love was, but I've been desperate to figure out what that means for as long as I can remember. I watched a lot of television growing up and became extremely invested in make-believe relationships. Kevin and Winnie on The Wonder Years, DJ and Steve on Full House, even Major Nelson and the Genie on I Dream of Genie. I'd learned that boy would speak to girl and voila, relationship that lasts for years. I figured if that method worked for them, it would have to work in real life, right? In elementary and middle school, when a boy would speak to me, I'd have an immediate crush. I'd fantasize about us holding hands and frolicking through a field and getting a jean jacket as a token of affection. And as I got older, I went into high school. The frolicking fantasies went away. And I started to think about what he'd look like, leaning against my locker, carrying my books, or holding a bouquet of flowers. But none of these things would happen. I'd just live this out in my head, and he'd never know. I continued to do the same thing in college and afterwards. Less locker-leaning and more social media status fantasies, like the famous in-a-relationship change on Facebook. I realize now that relationships actually require work, and, I don't know, mutual attraction, before even getting to that. My therapist told me recently that I've been looking at having a boyfriend as something to check off a list. Wash dishes. Do laundry. Obtain man. 
Sounds about right. I just want to experience what a relationship is like, goddammit. And then she asked me why. Why did I want a relationship? And I didn't have a real answer. In the past year, I got to experience what it felt like to instantly click with someone and have it reciprocated. He did ask me during our first date if I'd mentioned this on the podcast. I told him no, but I guess I'm that predictable. Unfortunately, it didn't work out, but at least I found out that these feelings were possible. I went out with this other guy who wouldn't stop talking about his cars and his love for mechanical watches and that money can buy you anything, including happiness. We didn't really have any sort of common ground, but I had a great time just enjoying the conversation, knowing that I had nothing to lose and I could just be myself. I experienced a loved one being in the hospital for the first time, and I felt alone and helpless. I wished that someone was there to be a companion, someone to get me through it, someone who wanted to be there with me because they cared for me. I discovered that through all these experiences, I knew that I didn't want a man as a possession or for Instagram likes or to reenact romantic comedy plot points. I want reciprocated feelings. I want companionship. And I want to enjoy someone's company. I've been using a matchmaking service, and every date I've been on so far has been a letdown. And to be honest, I feel drained. Out of hope. I'm getting ready to throw the towel in. Maybe I'm not meant to be with anyone. Maybe that's my destiny. And then I thought of my parents. They recently reached their 40th anniversary. As far as I know, they've been unhappy together since they went on their first date. As soon as I learned what the word divorce meant as a kid, I wanted my parents to have it. I went out with my parents on their anniversary to the diner we always go to, where they order the same meal, and my mother gets her plastic fork and her chicken noodle soup at the same time as her meal, and she pours it right on top of her plate of turkey. Like, literally, on top of the turkey. It still doesn't make any sense to me, but I digress. I asked them where they want to go when they sell the house. The house they've been living in since before I was born. My mother said, you know me. I want to live near a beach. I said, but you know, Dad hates the beach. Dad, where do you want to go? And he said, I want to live in Vermont, on a farm, with chickens. So I say, well, since you both want separate things, why don't you both go live separately? My mother replied, ha, that's funny, and continued to eat her chicken noodle soup covered turkey. And there it was defeat. That same shrug of my mother marrying a man that called her chunky. Like she had to settle. Like she would never find anything better than what she's had for the past 40 years. In that moment, I realized I could turn into them. That could be my life. If I let it. 
So I talked about moving. Far away. To start life over. Meet new people. A new pool of gentlemen. New job. Clean slate. I'm telling my therapist all of this. I'm excited for the prospect of change. For my life to get flipped upside down. In a good way. All my problems solved. Acne cleared. Seas parted. I'm free. The session ends, and before she opens the door, she says, Well, this is all well and good, but you gotta lose weight. You're a good person. A funny person. You have a good heart. I just want people to see the real you. And I left feeling upset. I just talked to a body positivity coach on this podcast, and she spoke about doing the work to love ourselves. And I really am trying to love myself as I look now. I've been wearing spicier clothes and changing my hair color and feeling more confident overall. And this podcast has changed my life. I've learned so much about myself and have been able to hear from others about how this show and these stories have affected them. I finally feel fulfilled and that I'm really doing something with my life for the better. So I thought, how dare she think that people won't love me for who I am? And then it hit me. I no longer look in the mirror at my naked body in disgust, which is definitely an improvement. But now, I just shrug at it. Defeated. Like, well, this is me. I guess I have to accept it, not love it. And I want to love my body. I want to look at myself like I did the one time I was drunk at a party and I pointed at myself in the bathroom mirror and I gave myself a head nod like, damn girl, you look good. And I want to think that more than 5% of the time. This quest for a relationship and for life experience and to beef up my obituary has really distracted me from what I want what I need to love me all parts of me I can't shrug it off anymore there you have it last episode of season 2 can't believe we've done 16 episodes of the show this podcast has been so therapeutic for me, and I want to thank you all for coming on this journey with me. I love making this show, and I hope to continue making it for as long as possible. But I don't want the show to just serve me and my own feelings. I make this in the hopes that someone can relate, that they don't have to feel alone, and to encourage open dialogue with others about anxiety. Please spread the word about this show and subscribe wherever you get podcasts. You can also listen to every episode on our website, anxiousafshow.com. I hope to up the game each season with new guests, new topics, and new stories. So please stick around and stay up to speed by following us on social media at anxiousafshow. You can email us episode ideas, feedback on previous episodes, guest suggestions, and personal stories to anxiousafshow at gmail.com. Big thanks to everyone involved in making this batch of episodes, especially to Brian Castillo and Angelique Ibarra for editing and mixing this season. Also to Garrett Rose for the amazing music. His work can be found on garrettrose.com 
And I'm Sarah Curlin. You can find me on Instagram at Sarah Curlin or on Twitter at Skirts and Shambles. I'd love to hear from you and personally thank you for listening. I really hope you enjoyed these episodes. Thanks again for listening and we'll see you for season three.